Welcome to a new episode of Saturday Soundbites, the vibrant and powerhouse podcast where we discuss all things visibility strategy, public relations, marketing, advertising, branding, and earned media engagement. My name is Veronica V. Sofer, and I'm your host. You know, your personal brand is the basis of your visibility strategy, and I'm committed to bringing you innovative, passionate, and successful experts who are going to teach you how to develop and enhance your visibility strategy. So whether you're an established business owner, online entrepreneur, or working professional, Saturday Soundbites is going to be your go-to podcast to hear from experts and learn executable tasks that you can start today. Be sure to check out my website, veronicavsofer.com, to learn more about what you need to have a strong and impactful visibility strategy, and to see some of the powerful courses I have created for those of you who are really ready to do it DIY style. So let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to Saturday Soundbites. I'm your host, Veronica Sofer, and I am thrilled to be with you again this week to talk about all things visibility strategy, advertising, branding, marketing, public relations, networking, all the structures you need to have a successful business. And I bring you guests that not only talk about these topics, but also share their stories, inspiration, and give us all those nuggets that we need to make sure we are on track and doing what we need to do in our nine to five jobs and in our entrepreneurship newer side businesses that we might be doing. And for those of you that are in between all of that, this episode is just for you because I have a guest that's going to knock your socks off. This guest is phenomenal. She had a successful nine to five corporate career. She made that transition into entrepreneurship and motherhood. And Neha runs four outstanding successful businesses. And she's going to talk to you a little bit about how she did that and all the tips and strategies that you need to do it too. And then a little bit about how you can work with her because she has done a phenomenal job of setting up teams and infrastructure that make it all work, including raising two little ones. So that's what I'm most excited about because I know so many of our audience, uh, those are those are the kinds of things that they're looking to learn about. So if you're watching on Facebook, make sure you chime in on the comments. And if you're watching on the replay, Hashtag replay so we can go back and connect with you. And if you are listening on our podcast, make sure you hit subscribe because we want to make sure that you don't miss any of our episodes. So with that, I am going to invite our guest up and introduce you to Naya Naik. Hello. How are you? Hey, Veronica. Hi, everyone. So nice to be here today on a lovely Saturday morning. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes, yes. And thank you, because I know weekends are precious to you. So taking uh, 25, 30 minutes out of your morning to share your expertise is just what we needed this morning. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about how you had that successful nine to five career that many of us are, are in and have built and then what you did next. Yeah. So, you know, I actually started off my career, so to speak, in med school um, and I realized I really wasn't that good at it. So I decided to take on the first job that I could find, which was in the field of HR and recruiting. So I worked for a small medical clinic and helped them with like, you know, assisting in any HR needs and all that stuff. And I really enjoyed recruiting and it turned out to be one of my passions. So it's funny how you sometimes find your passion completely randomly in life, right? Like you yes. or you'll see a problem and you're like, oh, wow, I need to solve that. Like that means a lot to me. And, you know, and then um, I went from, you know, an RPO agency to an in-house oil and gas company. And I was, you know, doing really well, except for the toxic political culture. Um, You know, oil and gas um, was just not a good place for me personally, just because of the culture that they had and the expectations. I was commuting an hour and 15 minutes. My husband and I were newly married and we just, you know, would 
barely have three or four four hours in the evening to talk to each other to you know just even have dinner together sometimes because we would be eating dinners at the office with you know new clients and and everything so I really decided, you know, that's not the lifestyle that I want to lead. Um, and here we were newly married, you know, started talking about having kids and, you know, we wanted to have kids while we were still young. Um, and I was like, I cannot, you know, I don't want to leave my child in, in daycare from 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day. Um, and that was really what really prompted me to just say, hey, I need to figure out a way out of this. And my husband, who is and was still um, my biggest supporter, was like, why don't you just start your business? And, you know, when he said that, I almost laughed because I was like, that's that's <laughs> impossible. Because when someone tells you to start a business, you think of like a Jeff Bezos, right? And right. you're like, oh, my gosh, like, Bill, you need so much money to invest and, you know, blah, blah. And you have this, a lot of people have this stereotypical idea of what a business is. Well, that's all changed now. You know, all it takes is a problem that you're wanting to solve, something that you're passionate about and, you know, something that you want to do for the rest of your life. And then the rest of it is just logistics. So yeah. um, that's really how I started my first business, which was the recruiting agency. Um, so I work specifically with startups, tech startups who want to scale. Um, and I do consulting with them and, and just help them in terms of what they're looking for, with their work culture, their mission, their values, um, and then also do the recruiting for them. So that, you know, has been taken off. And then my other businesses really just followed from my passions, right? So, um, you know, I am a mother of two young ones. I have a four and a half year old and a 21 month old. And um, uh, you'll probably hear in the background today as she's around here today. Just love it. <laughs> I love it. That's the way it is. Yep, that's what it is. Um, and so I, you know, they've always been on healthy sleep hygiene routines and, you know, all that fun stuff. And that's how I started getting into the pediatric sleep consultancy. So I got certified and I was helping families out, you know, like family and friends and all that. And my husband was like, why don't you just launch something that's like a little smaller business? And that took off. And now we're actually working with, you know, women who come from diverse cultural backgrounds, who have all these stigmas as it relates to not only motherhood, but specifically sleep and, you know, baby sleep and toddler sleep. And I'm here to basically help them um, walk them out of that mindset into what is possible. And, you know, just because your mom doesn't mean you have to wake up nine times a night, um, you know, and kind of getting rid of that judgment that we have in society right now. So um, that's why I started that business. And then my third business, um, which is a data analytics agency, um, it started because of my love for data. So I had a lot of startups who were struggling with their data mining. Um, and I, I basically helped them with, you know, Power BI dashboards and look at their data from a holistic view so we can really eliminate what are some of the operational gaps and glitches that they're having by using this data so that their end, you know, their, 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 um, what is that? Their bottom line is mm -hmm. what we want it to be in terms of their profits. Um, and the fourth thing that I'm launching, Veronica, which I think is really going to um, hopefully help a lot of moms is a course slash a coaching, a group coaching um, mid-October. October 18th is the, is the, is I guess the timeline um, where I'm going to work with a cohort of women and help them set up their business um, by using my three pillars, which I really believe in, you know, which are work-life balance, reducing burnout and putting in the right processes and thinking about outsourcing um, as a pre-thought and not so much a triage or afterthought. So mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what I've done with my businesses. And, you know, all of these 
teachings that I'm going to, you know, uh, whatever you want to call them, that I'm going to talk to women about are failures and mistakes that I've personally made that I've learned from. So I'm really hoping that by doing this, I'm able to help their, you know, just their learning curve. And it's so it's not as, um, you know, just steep as mine. <laughs> right, right. The goal here to just really help each other out and, you know, lift each other up. Yeah, I love that. And the fact that you have so many passions and you've made them all work is just such an inspiration to me. It really is because here you are, a data analyzing business and, and a recruiting business, which is, you know, what one might think of a more traditional conversion from someone who's gone from to a nine to five to a sleep consulting business and a pediatric sleep consulting business at that. But that just shows your passion for your little ones. I mean, you are literally typing probably away, taking meetings, and you've got an infant on your hip that you're trying to make it all work. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, and I think it's all really about work-life balance. So we as a family unit um, really focus on quality of time as opposed to the quantity. <laughs> she's got stuck. She's gotten herself stuck in a toy. And so now she's <laughs> That happens too sometimes. Yep. Yep, it absolutely does. Okay. We've all been in those board meetings when we've had, we're like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're all good now. Um, but yeah, no. So for us as a family, it's really about the quality of time, like I was saying. And so when we do spend time with them, you know, we want to be there for them a hundred percent. So we're off the phone, off the email, off the iPad, um, especially because our time, and this is for a lot of working moms, right? A lot of our time is limited and so we do have to make the most of it, right? Um, and that's what really what it amounts to. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, as you can see, I'm trying to like to get her to go. No, no, it's all good. So, um, but yeah, that's, you know, and I think the other thing that I've really learned early on that I'm going to start teaching in my course is to start outsourcing sooner than later. That's yeah. the biggest mistakes I personally made is like, I really wanted everything to, I wanted to do everything because it was my baby and it was like, you know, the first time you drop your child off to a daycare, right? Like you're nervous because like it's your baby and you're freaking out. But I think really um, when you get past the first week and you're like, oh, they really do take care of her and they really do feed her. And, and that's what happens to your business. And you have to start kind of having that mindset too of like just saying, hey, like I, it, it is our baby, but you, you are one person. And if you really yeah. want to scale, you want to start thinking of what you what it is that's taking up a lot of time was what's draining a lot of time draining a lot of energy but not impacting you know just client growth and revenue growth and then the stuff that you shouldn't be doing like scheduling um sending out follow-up emails you know sending out package details you need to have someone who can do it for you so that you can really be the big picture visionary ceo that you want to be Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I wonder too, if your, your experience in working with some people who've made this transition, if that's harder for people who come from the corporate space or if it's easier, because I, I know um, as a C-suite executive, that's probably going to be a bit of a struggle for someone like me. So I wonder if you're seeing that too. Yeah, I think it's harder for someone who comes from a corporate life to do it because a lot of times what happens is when we're working in a corporate life, we have the big boss, whoever, if it's a he or a she, basically telling us what to do. And so we really go from, when we are from nine to five, we are more operational or operations driven. We're very much KPI driven and we're less big picture driven because somebody else is doing the big picture stuff for us. Um, when we shift that and become a CEO, we really need to go from the day-to-day -day operational stuff to the big picture stuff because now you know like Jeff Bezos isn't the one that del de delivers your Amazon boxes right just right. as an example 
Um, but but we know him as a CEO, and he's the one driving a lot of these initiatives on the back end. But so you need to be that visionary. And it's it is hard, you know. It took me a while, and I still sometimes have problems with it. You can ask my OBM. Um, I still sometimes have problem delegating, but I've gotten much better than I was last year. I'll say that. Um, and just learn to let things go and be like, figure it out, you know, like come to me if there's any issues, and then really focused on getting clients and you know making sure that my clients are happy. Um, but I, I would say, yeah. And if you've always had a business or if you've seen your parents run a business, whether it was brick or mortar or service-based, um, I think it's a little bit of an easier transition. But at the end of the day, when you put in so much time, effort, maybe even money for any investments and you launch this business and then it starts to grow, right? There's a lot of self-doubt and discomfort. And mm-hmm. I see a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with that because you're uncomfortable because you are letting go. You know, um, an example I'll tell you is I do not like turbulence when I fly. Um, I don't think a lot of people do, but there's some people that, (laughs) um, but one of the reasons I realized I don't like it is because I am not in control of the flight. I have no idea what the heck is going on. All I see are clouds behind me, maybe some rain. And so that lack of control sometimes makes you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But the more you lean on your team and the more you get into a good rhythm and hire good people, um, that control factor becomes minimal, right? Because then now you're like, okay, my team is a reflection of me and I have to trust them because I've hired them to do so, so and so and I'm going to let go, right? And having that mentality takes time. It's not something that happens overnight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And it sounds like you've really um, perfected building a team culture because you have four successful businesses. Tell us a little bit about, um, you know, there are some entrepreneurs who might be saying, okay, well, I've got one or two team members. The thought of adding one or two more is kind of scary. But once I do, how do I keep them all happy? And how do I keep this culture alive and keep everyone on track? Yeah, that's a really good question, Veronica. And, you know, I used to struggle with that for a while. So I think I may have the answer for you. Um, I think anytime you think of onboarding somebody, first, just know that you're doing it so you can scale. Okay. Um, I think a lot of times people have hesitations because they're like, well, I don't know if I can do this, like, you know, and so I always say, look at the big picture first. So you are getting a VA so that you don't have to check email so that you don't have to make appointments. And that is sucking up two, three hours of your time. Um, If you calculate your hourly versus what a VA's hourly is and, you know, get that time from her to help you, you could be making a lot more bringing in new business. So really kind of restructuring that, you know, mindset there a little bit. I think the other thing I would add to is making sure that you're onboarding them pr- properly. That's something that my team and I worked on not too long ago. Okay. Making sure you know what your mission is, what your vision is, what your values are. What is it? What's the problem that you're trying to solve, right? Um, when you first start out, you're obviously going to be hiring more contractors than you will full-time employees, right? And W-2. So um, it's really important to just take a step back and say, you know what, like, you really want them to have a very positive onboarding experience with you so that they stick around for a while, right? Mm -hmm. The other thing that's really big is just weekly meetings with the group, with your team, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Weekly, bi-weekly, whatever the cadence is. So I meet with um, definitely my my, uh, director of operations once a week, but then I also have meetings as needed with people on the team when they need me, right? So Mm -hmm. that I can jump in and say, hey, do you guys need anything from me? Um, and I would say finally, like if you are human and you really care about their professional development and their growth, providing that opportunity to them, it's really going to allow them to stick around longer, right? Mm, yeah. It's not just growing the team, but how do you get them to stay and how do you retain that? Because 
remember, you're going to spend time onboarding somebody, even if it's a VA or accountant or whoever it is that you want to onboard, you will spend time onboarding them. And so you don't want them to leave you within you know, a few months because then you get no ROI out of that because you just spend your energy and time teaching them your processes and your systems and how you work. And then it's like, boom, never mind, you know, <laughs> we're not right. anymore. Um, and so I would say those are kind of the key things I would look at. But as it relates to growing your team, it is a good thing. Um, it makes you uncomfortable because it is a good thing. So start with that mindset and start thinking about like, I am doing this so that I can use my time on client growth, on client deliverables. And then I can also use my time to manage a team of like, you know, 30, 40, 50, instead of me doing the work of the 30, 40, 50. Because I will tell you, you know, a lot of reason people get out of the nine to five, out of the rat race, so to speak, is to have that freedom. But at the end of the day, if you don't have the freedom and you're working 24 hours a day, well, then why the heck did you leave your nine to five? You might as well stay, you know? Um, And so really it's about, changing that mindset to to really know that your team is a reflection of you um and so when you vet them when you onboard them they know exactly what they're doing and then keeping them happy so that they are motivated to show up giving them bonuses giving them raises um you know we just re- recently launched a thing where if you want to learn something um tell us why and we'll we'll be happy to you know help support you financially um if you can't and people have taken up on that and it's just nice to see because i feel like when you invest in people people invest in you and they yeah. invest you twice as much because they really know that this is a good work place to work at. So that's what I would say. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you've brought that cultural um, element of, of team building and investing in people because not every entrepreneur thinks about that, especially if you didn't come from a corporate space. You know, like you, you mentioned, some of us were raised with parents who ran their own businesses. Entrepreneurship is in their blood. It's what they've only, that's what they've known. And so they haven't taken advantage of some of those, those, strategies and techniques that do work in the corporate space. And it sounds like you've been able to put all of that together into a business model that really honors the best of both worlds. And I I think that's great. And so, excuse me, how do you help people? um, You mentioned about that group coaching program. How do you help people figure that part out? Yeah. So one of the first things that we're going to do when we launch that is look at this, what I like to call the skill set matrix. So we're going to look at your strengths, your weaknesses, what you love to do. What is it that you absolutely don't like to do? Um, a lot of entrepreneurs make the mistake of getting into something without thinking about their weaknesses. You know, we are, we obviously know what our strengths are, right? But like, I am not an Excel sheet person, so I could never be like a financial analyst. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, we are going to take a look at that, you know, look at your skill set matrix and then allow you to kind of self-grade yourself and start pre-planning what you're going to outsource so that you know what's okay. So in three months, this is the first person you should hire. In six months, this is the second person you should hire, right? And kind of starting to think about that. Uh, we have a guest visitor now. She's all right. Coach. I love guest visitors. And um, so, yeah, so that's what I would say. And the second thing is I am really I'm really into the work life balance, but not as it relates to the traditional, like turn your computer off at five. When I say work life balance, I say work smart and not hard. So figure out what your priorities are, figure out where the burnout is happening and how you can eliminate that. And so in the group coaching, that's what I'm going to talk to you about, because the, the reason I've been able to have four businesses, Veronica, is not because I work you know, 60, 70 hour weeks, which I know, obviously, when you're starting out, we do have those times. And there's sometimes product launches or project launches where it's there. But it's really about scaling efficiently, streamlining your processes and really figuring out 
um, you know, how to work smart and not hard and drain the energy. Because as soon as you start feeling that burnout, which I was feeling maybe two months ago, you are not going to accomplish anything. You're going to start throwing things at your team. Your team's going to get frustrated. Your clients are going to get frustrated and you don't want to be there. So, um, you know, that's what I'm really big about. So that's what I'm going to teach women who want to do this is how do you work smart and hard, um, not get overwhelmed, not get into that imposter syndrome. And I think finally, the most important thing is working towards non-monetary goals as you start out. You know, we have a lot of people promising 10K months and 20K months. And I really think, you know, if you really care about the problem, it should always be about solving the problem first and then thinking about the monetary goals second. So I'm going to kind of map that out for people and, you know, give them actual goals that are non-monetary, monetary yeah monetary yeah. so that they're not like oh my gosh you know and again people get into this well I need to have a 20k month because so and so is having a 20k month but first of all you don't know if that's true second of all we don't know if that's net revenue if that's net profit we have no idea what that looks like and thirdly when we work backwards from a monetary goal then we put ourselves in a box and we put a lot of pressure right because we're like oh we need to reach 20k goals okay well i need to talk to 20 clients so i get 10 people sign up i need to get on 40 discovery calls and when you don't hit that number 40 and you let's say only hit 10 then you kind of oh my gosh now i'm never going to hit my 20k goal and i'm going to be a failure and then i should go back to my corporate life where i was getting a steady paycheck so you know i'm a big believer in entrepreneurship is about having fun it's yeah. about solving problems and it's really about connecting with your ideal client on a deeper level because once you do that the money follows like you don't even have to work for the money at the point because you will start getting people reaching out to you like my recruiting business you know I always joke with my deal I'm like ah oh, like I have six people that we want to work with us we just can't take on anymore and I'm not doing any selling selling I don't have any ads out it's a lot of word of mouth it's a lot about my reputation and the reviews that people have loved me and it just it just comes so if you're solving a problem and you're getting people referring you that's all that matters but you get there by setting non-monetary goals not you know working for the 20k 30k 40k months because that's the goal right the goal is obviously to get to six figures and then to seven figures and continue growing but that's not the right way to start yeah, no, I love that. And I love that you reverse engineered it. So your brain, it, it's, it's amazing. Like all the things that you're talking about, it's like, oh, that, well, yeah, that makes sense. And that's obvious. But for some of us, especially those of us, again, that have come from the corporate setting, like you said, we were taught to be focused on the operations. And now we're having to pull back and think like a CEO and a visionary. And I love that you've got structures in place that help people do that. So that's just amazing. So I put your website on there because I want people to know how to work with you. Um, I know you've got that coaching program. I love that you are doing it. You walk the walk and you, you know, the talk, the talk is there, but you're walking the walk because you're managing all of this and motherhood. And um, I want to be able to connect people to you. So tell us about what it looks like to work with you. Yeah. So um, if you would visit the website that Veronica has up there, um, definitely connect with me. My Facebook handle is on there. My Instagram handle is on there. I even have my email address. So feel free to reach out and then, you know, get on the wait list. Um, we're going to start talking about the workshop that we're hosting um, the week of October. I think it's the 10th or 11th. I don't know at the top of my head. We're going to start talking about that workshop. It's going to talk about all these three things that I just went over. Um, and then from the workshop, you get to go to my, you know, my, uh, um, coaching program, my group coaching. So if you're really interested in that already, let me know. We can definitely put you on a wait list. 
<laughs> you agree? Um, we can definitely put you on a wait list so that you can jump in and we can get you set up and ready to get started. And the other thing is, you know, we, I have a Facebook group, Successful CEO Moms. I drop a lot of tips, uh, tricks. I do lives on there. Um, I have little visitors randomly show up. Um, but, you know, definitely pop in there, say hi. Um, I'm really about, like I said, for me, it's it's not about the money. It's really about delivering the value. So if you, you know, if you have questions and you're like, hey, I'm really stuck with this, don't hesitate to reach out. I'll be more than happy to jump in and help you in any way that I can. But yeah, that's something that, you know, that's, that's a good way to connect with me. Yeah, I love it. And your group is pretty active. You've got about what I would, is it like a 1500, 1600? Yeah, yeah, 1300, I believe the last time. Yeah, I you've got a really active group. So again, folks, if, if you're not quite sure what we're talking about, you're kind of interested, drop in her Facebook group, uh, Successful CEO Moms. It's fantastic. Lots of great tips like she talked about. And it's a way to meet and network with people. And when the time's right and you're ready, that's um, how you need to get in touch with her because it's worth every penny, I guarantee you. Thank you so much, Veronica. I really appreciate that. And again, just say hi. You know, if you're struggling with something, let me know. Happy to network with you guys and have these conversations because, again, um, I learned so much from talking to mom entrepreneurs. You know, everybody has their own set of challenges and own set of ways to solve those challenges. So it's always a pleasure connecting with other moms um, who are maybe starting out or who have made it and just learning from them. So don't hesitate to say hi. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, with that, I will let you get back to your Saturday and uh, the most important part of your life, your little ones there because they're beautiful. And I just thank you for your time and the strategies and tips you shared because I know our audience is loving them. Thank you so much. Well, thank you again, everybody. I hope you guys all have a relaxing, long weekend and happy September, almost happy fall. I'm so excited and I will be in touch soon. Um, awesome. So my little nugget here and I bye for Yay. now <laughs> bye. Perfect. all right thanks so much thank you guys and wasn't that fantastic I love that we got to see the real deal in action because that's how it works guys that's how it works when you are balancing any type of side business that you have special project um, or even really considering moving into the entrepreneur space and you've got little ones at home there is a way to make it work guys we just saw so be sure to connect with Neha I've got her website up there and with that we are going to wrap up this episode of Saturday Sound Bites. I appreciate everyone tuning in and if you have an opportunity, make sure you visit the website there. I've got that listed for us to talk about. Um, you can see all the great things that we've got going on as well. And find us on Facebook. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you drop us some comments so we know that you were tuning in live. And if you're listening on the podcast, make sure you hit subscribe because we want to make sure that you don't miss any episodes of Saturday Soundbites where we talk all things visibility strategy, branding, marketing, advertising, networking, and tips and strategies to help you grow your business. So with that, we're going to wrap up this episode and I look forward to seeing you next time, sending you lots of energy and light. <laughs>